This episode was made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. For more information, please visit patreon.com slash author Chris Lester. I strive to make this podcast a safe and inclusive place for my listeners. If I've missed any content warnings, please let me know. Content warnings for this episode include strong language, mature themes, and strong sexual content, including explicit depictions of female-female sex. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Raven and the Writing Desk, the weekly podcast about the writings of Chris Lester and Liminal Corvid Press. This is episode 342. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to The Raven and the Writing Desk. I am Chris Lester, the creator of the Metamore City story universe. You can learn more about me and my work at chrislester.org and metamorecity.com. This is the show where I share my fresh new fiction with you. I'll also tell you the latest on my life and my writing. But for now, let's get to this week's story. Today I'm bringing you Chapter 7 of Honor Tested by L.C. Williams. If you're new to the show, go back to Episode 336 to hear this story from the beginning. This is a long chapter, and I'm running short on prep time, so I'm going to skip the recap again this week. Here is Chapter 7. Honor Tested The House of Bellevue Book 2 By L.C. Williams Narrated by Vivian Ferrari Chapter 7 Confession As they left Townsend Tower, Natasha knew she had missed something important. She had been just as alarmed as Honor when Noble Yasmin had said they were in love. Lord Bellevue had told her to keep their relationship secret, and she had failed. But then the Viscountrix had told them not to worry. In fact, they had openly approved of Honor and Natasha's relationship. Everything in their words and body language told Natasha that she and Honor had gotten lucky, that the noble was on their side. They had even given Honor some excellent advice about her courtship with Alex. But instead of being reassured, Honor only seemed to become more cautious, more reserved. She had spent the rest of their visit on constant guard, watching every verbal step like a sapper clearing a minefield. Now, as they sat facing one another in the privacy of their carriage, Honor avoided eye contact. She stared out at a narrow gap in the curtains at the city rolling past, her hands worrying nervously at her own fingers. Natasha could sense that she was on the downward slope of another anxious spiral. This time, though, she knew what to do about it. She waited for a moment when the carriage had stopped, then got up and squeezed onto the seat next to Warner. The frills and petticoats of their visiting toilette got unceremoniously squashed between them, and Honor let out a cry of alarm. Oh, Natasha! Good heavens, what are you doing? Shush. Natasha slid an arm around Honor's waist, drawing her even closer to herself. Come here, little one. Honor made one more feeble squeak of protest, but then she relented and allowed herself to be drawn. 
Natasha lifted her tiny lady by the waist and set her on her lap. Muscular arms wrapped around her slender frame, one around her waist and the other across her chest. Honor let out a long breath and relaxed into her touch, leaning back against her. Natasha nuzzled her behind the ear, kissed her hair and the back of her neck. Honor reached back with one hand and ran her fingers over the side and back of Natasha's head, pulling loose a few strands of hair. What? What are you doing? Honor said, her breath uneven, her voice shaky. Natasha's own voice came out in a low rumble. Getting you out of head, she said. Honor let out a plaintive moan. Oh, Natasha, this is... Oh, this is serious. And we will talk later, Natasha assured her. For now, relax. Enjoy. She reached up with one hand, turned Honor's head to the side, and craned her own neck forward until their lips met. Honor moaned again, but this time in desire rather than complaint. She dug her fingers into Natasha's hair and kissed back hard, her tongue thrusting into Natasha's mouth. Natasha returned the kiss measure for measure, as with her free hand she reached up Honor's skirts. Nimble fingers found the open seam of Honor's drawers and quested inside. Fingertips brushed through soft hair, touched on folds already hot and damp with arousal. Her thumb ran over Honor's swollen nub, and the lady's moans rose sharply in pitch and volume. Natasha played with her slowly, teasingly. She broke their kiss and fixed her eyes on Honor's. The lady's breathing grew harder and deeper, her pupils dilated. She rocked her hips in time with Natasha's movements, grinding herself against the hand. Natasha watched the first climax wash over her, slow and sweet. As Honor came down the other side of it, Natasha lifted her up and changed position, slipping her hand underneath Honor's bottom. She curled her middle and ring fingers upward, and they slid easily into Honor's slick channel, while her index and pinky fingers framed the lips of her sex. Honor let out a bestial grunt as the fingers slid home, and then she began to ride them like a cock, raising herself up and then slamming back down again. Honor's skirts rustled and crinkled as she moved, folded and crushed between their panting bodies. The sounds of the fabric joined the grunting cries of the lady and the soft squelching of flesh against flesh. Natasha had little to do now but to hold Honor steady against the rocking, bumping motion of the carriage as she fucked Natasha's hand like a woman possessed. The second orgasm hit Honor fast and hard. All at once she threw back her head and froze, her mouth open in a silent scream, as her hips twitched and ground against Natasha's leg, Natasha's hand trapped in between with her fingers deep inside her. After several seconds, Honor let out a long, ragged breath, then slumped back bonelessly against Natasha. Natasha caught her around the waist and held her close, kissing the side of her neck. Honor's skin was covered in a light sheen of sweat. Oh, my heavens, Honor whispered, still breathing hard. That was incredible. Natasha grinned, then kissed her cheek. 
all relaxed now? Honor laughed dizzily. <laughs> if I were any more relaxed, you'd have to carry me out of this cab in a bucket. Good. Natasha held her close, breathing in the scent of her arousal. For a long moment, neither one of them said anything, just basked in each other's touch. After a while, Honor chuckled to herself. She ran a hand fondly over Natasha's arm. You keep doing these things to me when I cannot return the favor. I fear I am running up quite the debt. Natasha's lips found a spot on Honor's shoulder where her dress had gotten pulled askew. She kissed the patch of bare skin, then said playfully, If you want to pay this debt, you know what I would like, duh? Honor's expression grew serious. She glanced aside at Natasha, then away. You want me to put the necklace on, she said, her voice low. Natasha rested her chin on Honor's shoulder, tried to catch her eye. We have spent much time playing lady and fancy girl, she said reasonably. But it's almost four weeks since we play servant and mistress. I am missing it. And you are as well, I think. Honor sighed and looked down at her lap. She fell silent for a long moment. Yasmin was right, you know, she said at last. Natasha frowned. About what? Honor glanced at her out of the corner of her eye. About a great many things, I suspect. But I meant what they said about us. She turned sideways on Natasha's lap, looked into her eyes from bare inches away. She took a slow, deep breath. Her upper lip trembled. Then she said, in a voice that shook only a little, I am in love with you, Natasha Volkova. This is not a game anymore. It is not play. I love you, honestly and sincerely. Natasha stared at her, taken aback by the fervent emotion in Honor's words. I... I love you as well, she said, feeling awed. Then, hesitantly, So what does this mean for us? I don't know, Honor said. She paused then and seemed to choose her next words carefully. You told me that I need to speak clearly about what I want, what I need. Noble Yasmin said the same. Honesty always, they said. Natasha frowned, but nodded for her to continue. When I put on that necklace for you, Honor said slowly, when you became mistress and I was your slave, something changed for me then, on the inside. You said we were only acting, playing parts, but it didn't feel that way. You were mistress, and I... I was yours. A blush crept into her cheeks, and her eyes flickered downward. I don't know if it was you, or the necklace, or both, but something awakened inside me that day. A different honor. A different me. And it felt good. It felt right. But afterward, it frightened me, because I didn't know you yet. And after that, 
it felt as if I did not know myself either. Natasha nodded slowly. She could imagine what Honor had been through. The confusion, the uncertainty. The first time she had discovered her own taste for sexual dominance, it had disoriented her too. She had felt like there was something wrong with her. It had taken the careful, patient teaching of sensualists like Josephina for her to understand differently. In the weeks since then, I have come to know you, and to trust you, and to love you, Honor continued. But I still do not know myself. I do not trust myself. I do not... That's why I haven't played that game with you again, she said, interrupting her own train of thought. It was too much for me. If I let myself become that honor again, if I let you become mistress, I do not think I would be able to take it off again. She would become the real me, and this... She gestured up and down the length of her body. This would be the game. Lady Honor in Bellevue would become a, a mask that I put on, and beneath that mask I would be yours. Always. She reached up, pressed her palm over Natasha's heart. Natasha could feel her own heartbeat thudding against her touch. Honor's eyes locked on Natasha's, as serious as the grave. Are you ready for that responsibility, Miss Volkova? Are you ready to possess me in body and soul? Because if I put on that necklace for you, that is what you are getting. Natasha felt her mouth hanging open. She did not know what to say. She knew that there were dominants and submissives who had the sort of permanent arrangement Honor was describing— the sensualists called it a covenant, and it was something very like a marriage. She had never imagined that she would take on that sort of lasting commitment. If she were honest, she had not imagined that she would live long enough for it to be a question. But what about Alex? Natasha asked, as a queasy uncertainty filled her gut. What about marrying and having heirs? What about working for a succession bill? Becoming House Scion. Lady Honor wants those things, Honor said. Lady Honor must look to the future of her house. She shrugged one shoulder, and her face took on an almost aggressive lack of concern. This other Honor? Your little one? Your slave? Your pet? She doesn't care about any of that. She only wants to make her mistress happy. A small, ironic smile curved her lips. It would be easier, I must admit, to sink into that role, to forget all of these politics and games and maneuvers, to let you make all the hard decisions. What do you think, mistress? Would you have me marry Alex, or keep me all to yourself? It would be your choice, after all. Natasha sank back against the seat of the carriage. Her mind spun through all the tumult of the last seven years, everything she had experienced since she had left home. It had not been easy. She had failed more often than not. She had escaped the army with her integrity intact, but little else. 
Her time serving House Hassan had been a long string of fuck-ups, ending in the spectacular fuck-up that had been her deflowering honor in her quarters. She had not been anyone's idea of a responsible adult. And now this lady, this woman who was barely more than a girl, was offering to put her life, her will, and her future in Natasha's hands. Madness. I... I do not know. Natasha said. Her voice came out a little shaky. I did not know you felt this way. Honor's lip quirked in another ironic smile. Because I did not tell you. Because I was afraid to admit it, even to myself. But here we are. Honesty always. She raised an eyebrow. And so, honestly, I ask you, Will you be my mistress, with all that entails? Is that something you want? Natasha felt torn. She did want honor. The thought of being her mistress, of loving her, protecting her, possessing her, filled Natasha with joy and excitement. It also filled her with terror. I do not deserve her. Not like this. Do I? If she did this and got it wrong, she would ruin not just her own life, but Honor's life, and possibly the future of her house. Honor seemed to read the indecision in her face. She paused for a moment, her eyes going distant. At last, she nodded, as if coming to some decision, and focused back on Natasha again. I will make you a bargain. We can keep things as they are for now. A lady and her companion, friends, and playmates, and lovers. I can do that, I think, and remain myself. The amulet I will entrust to you. Natasha looked up sharply. But why? It was your mother's. It belongs to you. Honor showed her a pained smile. It did, until I met you. It belongs to that other honor now. You should keep it safe for her. She took Natasha's hand in hers. You told me that the submissive always has the power to say no. Well, I am giving you the power to say yes. When you are ready to be my mistress, when you are ready for that other honor to be born, then put the amulet around my neck. And I will be yours, I promise. But do not ask me to play at being your slave, Natasha Volkova. I do not have it in me. Natasha felt a rush of relief. Honor would not make her choose today. There was still time. Time to figure things out. Time to see if this was real or if a silly romantic girl was offering something she did not understand to a woman who did not deserve it. The seeds are planted, she thought. Now we can water them and see what grows. I understand, she said. I will keep Butterfly safe and be your fancy girl. Is enough for me, for now. Is all I dare let myself have, she thought. This much I will not get wrong, I hope.
Honor nodded again. If she was disappointed, she gave no sign of it. Very well, then. She leaned forward and pecked Natasha on the cheek. Thank you for your honesty. I am grateful for your friendship. Truly. Natasha still felt off-kilter, ambushed by Honor's sudden confession and the bargain she had offered. Still, she forced a smile in return. And I am grateful for yours, little... Lady Honor, she corrected. Honor caught her eye and nodded once, acknowledging Natasha's self-edit. She got up and crossed the carriage to Natasha's former seat, where she began arranging her clothes and hair back into some semblance of order. Natasha tried to do the same, though Honor had pulled enough hair free that the braid was a lost cause. She settled for undoing the braids entirely and pulling her hair back into a simple bun, tying it in place with a ribbon. By the time they had sorted themselves, the carriage was pulling up in front of the Bellevue apartment. A footman came out to greet them and help them to the street. Honor nodded her thanks to him, but did not speak again until they were upstairs and behind the closed door of her chambers. Once there, Honor went to her dresser and pulled out the box with the amulet. She opened it and looked down at the jeweled butterfly for a long moment, running her thumb over the loops of woven metal. Then, with solemn reverence, she closed the box and handed it to Natasha, who placed it in one of her hidden pockets. Natasha vowed to herself that she would keep it close to her at all times. Lady Honor had essentially given her an engagement ring, or something close to it. She would treat it as equally precious. Now then, Natasha said, as they took off their visiting toilette and changed into house wrappers. What is it that troubles you? Tea with noble Yasmin went very well, I thought. Oh, quite well, Honor said dryly. Except that they know you are my lover. This did not seem to bother them, Natasha observed. No, Honor sighed and sat down on the edge of the bed. But now I shall have to tell Alex, and I cannot be sure what they will think of such an arrangement. You heard noble Yasmin. Alex is a romantic. Her voice took on an edge with the last word. Natasha could not tell if she was mocking the idea, or just despairing of the idea that a romantic could ever want someone like herself. She shook her head slightly. Yasmin wants this match to work. I must find a way to make it work or else I shall make an enemy of Yasmin, who knows our secret and could use it against me. Natasha frowned. You think they would blackmail you? She had become familiar with the concept during the Rutgers affair, but it took her a moment to remember the word. I think a person who would travel the length of the Empire and take on a magical curse to achieve their goals is not someone I wish to underestimate, Honor said. Natasha had to concede this. Honor rose and went over to the window, gazed out at the city beyond. Yasmin could be a powerful ally and mentor, she mused after a moment. Alex said they can connect me to the women's faction that is agitating for succession reform. If I wish to become House Scion, the path lies that way. But that means I must keep Yasmin happy, which means making Alex happy. She looked back over her shoulder at Natasha, 
smiled bleakly. Are you sure you don't want to just make me your slave? It would be so much simpler. Natasha came up behind her and circled Honor's waist with her arms. Simpler is not always better, she said. Life on farm in Vyeshrad? Very simple. You grow food or you starve. She gestured out at the city in front of them. This place, not so simple. There are many rules and many people wanting different things from me and much too many fancy clothes. Honor giggled at this and leaned back into Natasha's touch. <laughs> I like you in fancy clothes. Natasha kissed the top of her head. There, you see? Not simple, but better. She turned Honor around to face her. The lady gazed up at her, her blue eyes wide and gleaming. You are not simple woman, Natasha said. You are curious and smart and want to go many places and do many things. And you would be good house leader, I think, because you care about people. Honor looked down at her feet, reflexively self-conscious. Well, that's very kind of you to say. Natasha put her hand under Honor's chin and turned her face back up to look at her. Let me finish, she said. You are also a woman who gets anxious, who wants to be held in strong arms and feel safe. And this is all right. It's not bad to be more than one thing. Honor chuckled softly. <laughs> so I can have it all, can I? She asked with an ironic lilt in her voice. The titles, the station, a life of substance, an honorable marriage, and the strong, loyal companion who will let me quiver in her arms like a bowl of gelatin when it's all too much? Natasha grinned. I do not know, but it's worth it, I think, for you to try. She reached up, caressed Honor's cheek. And that last one, at least, is yours already. Honor flashed her a grateful smile, and Natasha drew her into a warm, comforting embrace. And that's the end of Chapter 7. Come back next time, when Natasha has an unfortunate encounter with one of Honor's cousins. Chapters of the House of Bellevue will be released over 51 weeks at a rate of one chapter per week. If you'd like to listen to it faster, all three books are available now on Amazon and Audible. To learn more about these characters and their world, please visit www. .authorlcwilliams.com Hey there, folks. I'm trying to rebuild my episode buffer before my trip to California, so I'm going to skip the writing update this time. Come back next week and I'll let you know how things have been going. If you'd like to share your thoughts about the show, send your feedback in text or audio to metamorecityfeedback at gmail.com to leave a voicemail, dial area code 641-715-3900, then enter extension 255082, followed by the pound sign. My Facebook is facebook.com slash author Chris Lester, the fan group is fans of Metamore City on Facebook, and our Discord server is Metamore City, 
I'm there pretty often, so come say hi. If you like this show, please consider leaving a review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser.com. It really helps people find the show. That's all for this week. I'll be back next time with more fresh new fiction. Until then, keep it on the bright side. This is Chris Lester, signing out. The contents of this podcast are copyright 2022 by Chris Lester and Liminal Corvid Press. The show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. So don't change it, don't sell it, but feel free to share it all you like. For more information about this license, please visit creativecommons.org.